This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Savor, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about Gouda. Yes. Well, <laughs> this is so exciting because we love cheese episodes around here. Oh, yes. Clearly. Oh, yes. And I love Gouda. It is always on my cheese plate. And I have to say, researching this one, the puns. So <laughs> many Gouda puns. <laughs> I I liked that when I was uh, searching for for my, my reading material, I had to... I had to cut out like a significant number of search results because they weren't about Gouda the cheese. Just the the title of the article had a Gouda yes. pun. And I was yes. like, well, I can't be mad. I can't be mad. <laughs> the same happened to me where I was like, <laughs> wait, this has nothing to do with Gouda, just maybe cheese related. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be playing into that whole thing with the title, I am sure. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine we wouldn't. <laughs> I I feel like I've had one or two cheese nights recently. Safely, you know, vaccinated cheese nights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I've just... In, indulged in a lot of cheese and gouda and it's been very nice <laughs> yeah oh i had a yeah I, I went to a um a very small 
tea party, a literary tea party that um, mm. that one of my friends, who's way more motivated than I am, threw, um, and and she she put together this entire like like multiple teas and all of these tiny foods and like so many. It was so like like there were decorations involved. She had us all like bring all of us. There were like like four of us in total. Uh, bring bring books and like read passages from them and like we all dressed like to to to, to suit the occasion. Yeah. Um, there was heckin' caviar. Um, it was fancy, and I, my my contribution was a cheese plate, and it was the Ooh. first cheese plate I had put together in like two years, and it made me feel so normal. <laughs> I love that. I love that it made you feel normal going to this event. That it sounds lovely. But it was not super quite. not like a normal event. Like nothing about <laughs> right. this. Like I was dressed like goth Alice in Wonderland. Like I mean, like this is not oh. like like nothing about it was particularly normal. But yeah, but putting together this cheese plate, I was like, well, dang, I've missed you, cheese plates. Yes. Oh yes. Well, that does sound very fun and lovely. And that reminds me of um. Something me and my uh, roommate in college used to do, who were still really good friends. But uh, in October, every night, um, and this will give you insight into how I was as a college student. In October, <laughs> we would read a scary story to each other in the dark with a pumpkin, jack o' lantern, <laughs> little candles, and we would have like our cider and, and our cheese and our bread. And <laughs> it oh was my goodness, lovely. that is lovely. I yes. I love I love out loud story time. It makes me so happy when whenever whenever that occurs. Um, I think I think I think that reading to each other is just such a nice human thing. Yeah, even when it's a horror story. <laughs> oh, especially when it's a horror story. Come on, yes. come on. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, and one 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 more thing about the tea party that I I forgot to mention. So apparently, a Russian uh, a Russian thing. Uh, to to serve with tea is is jam. Mm. Oh yeah. Or 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 perhaps jelly. Uh, mm. and uh, like so we had some just strawberry like good quality strawberry jelly with our tea, and it was so good. Yeah, that sounds really good, actually. <laughs> I don't usually take sugar in my tea, but holy heck, like just a little bit of sweetness with a little mm. bit of acid. Um. Oh my. Oh my. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'll, because I feel like if I have just a small amount of tea, it'll be fine. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> yes. That sounds so good. It sounds so good. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I, I believe I, I talked about it on a recent episode. Um, for my birthday, we did what we called like a sad soup weekend. Right, right. Um, Which was a happy it. event, but... I was very, it's what I wanted. Right. But I was crying when they bought out the pie. Because um, <laughs> we played The Last of Us 2, and that game wrecks me every damn time. Um, and other sad movies, but my friend was like, uh, I'm bringing tea. And I said, you know, I can't have tea. And she was like, it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I loved it. Uh, it was such a good time. And sad time. I cried a lot. But. <laughs> uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh -huh. have you seen Wellington Paranormal yet? No. Okay, so this is what we do in the Shadows spinoff. Oh, um, oh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which I love, everyone. Oh, yes. Well, I, everyone doesn't know that, but I, I've been very open about my love for it. Mm -hmm. um, Me too. But anyway, yeah. 
recently after we did, it wasn't that recently, but we pretty, not too long ago, we did an episode on fondue um, and all the different ways you could fondue that you listeners sent in that I maybe have never thought of. Yeah. Anyway, not too long after that, uh, there was an episode of uh, Wellington Paranormal, which is kind of like these two bumbling cops in New Zealand. Uh, it's like the X-Files, but very, 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 very funny and silly. Uh-huh. Um, but they go to this house party, 70s house party, and it's 70s ghost house party. And all the ghosts <laughs> there died from very silly, like, got caught in a crocheted blanket. Or uh-huh. like, yeah, the, yeah. the hot tub shorted out. But one of them... Uh, fell face first into a cheese fondue pot and oh, no. was asphyxiated by cheese. Oh, no. <laughs> they called him cheese face. And it's just <laughs> cheese and, like, those fondue little, little skewers sticking yeah. Oh, goodness. Anyway, That's cheese face. <laughs> cheese face. That's, That's terrific. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Worth it, you know? Worth mm-hmm. it. <laughs> if you have to go out... <laughs> Yes, it's so funny. <laughs> the director is like, the most horrifying of all, asphyxiated by cheese. <laughs> anyway, it's on CW and HBO Max if you want to check it out. Oh, cool, cool. Thank you for the mm-hmm. rec. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, speaking of recs, um, if, uh, if you would like to... Hear more about cheese. Uh, uh, Annie, I think you've got a list at the top of the history section of related things, but um, but also one more to shout out here at the top um, is the um, Asheville cheesemaking episode that, um, that we did where we got to go inside Looking Glass Creamery and talk with them about the process of how they do their stuff, um, which was just a lovely experience. Yes, and we got to do a tasting, and it was delightful. Delicious. Yeah, it was so good. It's we, yeah. Also, like the tape was basically unusable from the tasting. I think that we have like a little bit of useful things in the episode, yeah. maybe, but like most of it was just us going like, "Oh, this is so good." Oh, what mm-hmm. about that one? Oh, it's good. And, like long moments of chewing. Yeah, that, then, <laughs> mm-hmm, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, oh man, did you try that one? It's good. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah, we really didn't provide any clarification other than we were enjoying what we were having. Not sure what it was because we did not say. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> not, yes. Not all, not all the tape is good tape, y'all. It's fine. All the cheese it's is true. pretty good cheese. Not all the tape yeah. is good tape. Um, But. Yes. Uh, does this bring us to our question? I suppose it does. Gouda. What is it? Well, uh, Gouda is a style of a semi-hard cow's milk washed curd cheese that tends to be mild and a little sweet and creamy, like toothsome, not not crumbly, like a like 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 just nice sweet cream that you've gifted with texture so that it's chewy and melty. Um, but it can also be aged further to give it a more concentrated flavor or um, smoked to add some of those savory notes. Um, and these processes can give you varieties that are, yeah, yeah, much stronger in flavor and uh, crumbly or crunchy, more like a Parmesan, but but right, still, still, still sweeter with notes of like toffee or toasted nuts or malts. Um, and now I get to go into some cheese science. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
Oh, all right. So so I have talked extensively about how cheese is made in many other episodes. Um, But basically, and in the case of Gouda, let's go through it. Um, So cheese is a way of preserving milk. Um, So anytime you're making cheese, you're trying to reduce the water content because that helps prevent bad microbes from from growing and uh, concentrate the fats and proteins, which are the nutritious part that you want to save. And in the specific case of Gouda, um, you start with whole milk and you treat it so that the um, the water and the water-soluble stuff in the milk separates out from the fat and the fat-soluble stuff. Um, and you do this by adding either rennet, which is a coagulant, um, or friendly lactic acid bacteria, so-called because they eat milk sugars, uh, lactose, and then poop, lactic acid. Um, acid also being a coagulant here. And bacteria poop. Yeah. Um, or you add both rennet and lactic acid bacteria. It's frequently both. Uh, so anyway, um, the milk will start separating. So then you drain out the water and stuff called the whey and uh, wash the fats and stuff called the curds with, uh, with hot water to release even more of that whey. The idea here being to wash away some of the remaining milk sugars, the remaining lactose, um, because this will prevent the growth of more further lactic acid bacteria in the cheese during aging. Um, While if you're making like a nice sharp cheddar, you want that because you want that acid content and flavor. Um, But for something mild like a Gouda, the washing will net you a a sweeter, less tangy cheese in the end. So then uh, you take your washed curds, you press them into a mold, uh, typically forming like a big solid wheel, then brine the wheel to promote the formation of an outer rind, and then begin the aging process. For some varieties meant to be eaten young, uh, cheesemakers dip the wheels in wax coating to, uh, to prevent them from losing moisture during maturation, which will only take a few months, like anything from like 60 days to maybe six months. Um, for varieties that are going to be aged longer, like up to four or five years, makers will promote the growth of a natural rind. Um, That is that they'll encourage friendly microbes to grow on the surface, protecting the cheese from unfriendly microbes. And when goodas are aged, um, and especially when they're smoked, some of the compounds in them will, uh, will, will concentrate and crystallize, forming these crunchy white crystals of, um, of calcium lactate, which is a salt mostly on the surface, and tyrosine, which is an amino acid, mostly on the interior. Uh, Calcium lactate comes from lactic acid binding with calcium ions, um, especially when a little bit of moisture is present. And tyrosine crystals come from this friendly bacteria breaking down proteins in the cheese as it ages, which frees up the amino acid tyrosine, which will then bond up with itself into crystals. Um, Neither has much flavor, but the texture is fun. It, it, it forms that kind of, yeah, that just little crunchy crumble mm-hmm. when you bite into a nice piece of aged cheese. Yes. Oh. Such a fun surprise. <laughs> it is. Yeah, mm. I never knew what that was. And actually, the process of tyrosine crystallizing isn't very well understood. And I, oh, this Ooh. is all very exciting. <laughs> very exciting to me personally. <laughs> yes, I'm with you. 
Uh, anyway, yeah. So the result can be anything from yeah, this like young, creamy, tender, pale yellow cheese to a to a crumbly, deep gold, savory cheese. Um, the term Gouda is not legally protected, although there are a few specific types of Gouda made in specific areas and or by traditional methods um, that are protected. And those, oh gosh, I. I looked up I looked up the pronunciations, but but bear with me. Um, and I apologize to anyone who actually speaks Dutch. Um, the three types are Gouda Holland. I, I that one was easy. Um, uh, Nords Hollandse and Burakas. I think I think I'm getting near it. <laughs> yes, you know, approximating. I believe. Um, uh, in the Netherlands, it's also pronounced Hauda. Oh, well, heck. <laughs> well, I'm not correct. I, I think that's uh, something that I read. Uh, and any listeners that know, you know, you know I, where to find us. <laughs> I didn't even look that one up. This is the, this is the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those words where you just think like, oh, I know how to say that. Yeah. And then you and just then... don't. You just don't. <laughs> Yes. This well. is this is what we get for reading <laughs> too much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our only mistake is reading too much. <laughs> it's going on my gravestone. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and uh and and Gouda, you know, it's a it's a cheese. Uh it it it's a it comes in a bunch of different varieties so you know it can be eaten alone on a cheese plate uh, as a snack uh, the younger ones can add like like melty or creamy notes to dishes the older ones can add like body and flavor uh used in lots of different ways throughout cuisines yeah i was actually trying to remember the reason why because i think i've discussed i'm very strange in this way but i have like five cheeses that have to be on the cheese board mm-hmm. and i can remember all of why they are except for gouda um, and I wonder if it was, it could be, it could very well be a pun thing that it's just been lost the time. <laughs> um, or it's, it's similar to a lot of like cheese profiles I do like. Sure. Um, but I don't know, like every other one I can be like, okay, I remember that time somebody made me the Gruyere mac and cheese. Or I remember, you know, that time I went to the French cheese night in college and woof. Oh, those cheeses were strong, <laughs> but I, I met many cheeses I fell in love with that night and uh. then ate them. <laughs> but Gouda, I'm not sure where it came from, but it can yeah. be in all kinds of things. So I'm thinking I must have had a a dish where it just really stood out to me and I liked it and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. What about the nutrition? Uh Cheese is a calorie-dense food. Uh, Gouda is typically made with whole milk um, and will have a butterfat content of at least 48% when it's finished. So, you know, watch your portion sizes. Eat a vegetable. Always. Always. Always a proponent of that. hmm Well, we do have some numbers for you. A couple, yeah. Yeah. Um, so by some accounts, Gouda is one of the world's most popular cheeses. Um, at least this was a very popularly reported fact that I found or or sentence that appeared in a bunch of articles, (laughs) but I couldn't find any actual numbers to back it up. Um, It is one of the Netherlands' most exported products. Yeah. um, Apparently, 650 million kilos of Gouda are made in the Netherlands every year. That's like 1.4 billion pounds. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Mm-hmm. Um, over 300 farms in the Netherlands still make Gouda the, quote, old-fashioned way. And this, I believe, is that um, uh, burakas type, um, uh, which is made with raw, unpasteurized milk, obtained from cows grazing in the Green Heart region during the summer. Um, and two particular specifications. Uh, Like the wheels must be at least 20 kilos. That's about 44 pounds. They must be aged for at least two years. It's a whole thing. That is a whole thing. Yeah. Some specifics involved. I love it, right? (laughs) They have to be the green heart region. Or else. Or else. If a cow (laughs) strays too far. Then (laughs) you done goofed. (laughs) (laughs) We do have some history for you. Yes, yes, we do. Um, But first, we've got a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, as promised, um, here's the list of other episodes that you can go to if you haven't already listened to them or if you want to Mm -hmm. re-listen to learn more about the background of cheese, the general background. Uh, Yogurt and the cheeses we've done specifically like Gruyere, cheddar, and brie. Um, There's probably more. And more to come because also I really want to learn about curds. Our cheese interest is not going to go away. Oh, never, (laughs) never. (laughs) 
Never. <laughs> uh, Gouda, specifically, is believed to have originated in the Netherlands. And in that area, archaeologists have found cheese-producing equipment from 200 BCE, um, which means that, you know, people in that area have had quite a long time to perfect, refine, and experiment when it comes to making cheese. We don't know for certain it's Gouda that they were making, but mm-hmm. could have been working towards it. Mm-hmm. Records indicate that Gouda has been in production in the Netherlands since at least 1184 CE, one of the oldest cheeses in the written record. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a region with relatively mild weather and plenty of pastures where cows thrived. So people who had access to the milk of these cows all across the area might have tried their hands at making Gouda cheese or something like it. The name derives from a town in that area that first distributed the cheese, but it was not the first place to make it. No. As we discussed previously, certain municipalities held the rights to sell certain cheeses, among other products. I think we like beer. talked about this with beer. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but Gouda was one of these products at this time. Uh, Gouda, the town, became a hub for farmers and cheesemakers to weigh and sell their products. Farmers from all over the Netherlands would travel to Gouda to sell their wares, and in this case, cheese, to the point that Gouda became associated strongly enough with this type of cheese that, yes, that's what people started calling it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and the, uh, the cheese market in Gouda, um, the Gouda cheese market, began in 1395. And if I am understanding correctly, it was the only city in the country for a time where farmers could legally trade their cheese. Yes, that was what I I understood as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in these early days, a lot of this cheese was made on small farms and based on family recipes. And also a lot of cheese making at this time was done by women. We've also talked about that in other cheese episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, the Dutch started exporting cheese at least by the 17th century. And according to some sources, the Netherlands became really associated with that cheese. So it was sort of like a product that when outside of the Netherlands, when you got it, you're like, oh, this Ooh. is from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, yeah. In 2010, Dutch cheesemakers successfully won geographical protection for Gouda Holland. And I do apologize for if it is, in fact, how to, uh, to you listeners from that area. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oofta. <laughs> Oofta. Um, it is Gouda here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, yeah, uh, under normal circumstances to this day, you can still visit the historic Gouda cheese market and buy cheeses directly from farmers on Thursday mornings, April through August. I understand it's like this whole theatrical thing. There's some costumes involved and stuff. Um there's also attractions in Gouda, um, including a cheese and crafts museum, and something called the Cheese Experience. I'm literally clutching the edge of my seat. <laughs> I want to go to this so badly. <laughs> right? Uh. Oh, oh, listeners, if you have been, if you have pictures, yes. stories. Please, please, please. please. Always, always. Yes, because that sounds delightful. I would get into some trouble with some cheese at this, I can tell. All of this. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, that's really all we could find in the history about Gouda. 
Um, but as always, you know, if you listeners also, if you have more information, something we missed, we would love to hear from you. Yes. Um, and we do have some mail from a few listeners who have previously written in. We do. But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Listener. Fall breeze. Oh. Is it good or is it bad? Nobody knows. <laughs> I'm telling you, the horror movies I've watched so many recently. Oh, <laughs> it's been great, but I also need to sleep more. Like, <laughs> I'm always like, tonight's the night. I'm going to bed at 11. And then I'm like, but this horror movie. But <laughs> what if I watched four horror movies <laughs> and never slept again? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Yes, 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 yes. Amberly wrote, I loved your recent episode on chopsticks. You inspired me to try and learn to use chopsticks. Not food-related, but I want to let you know about how I have used chopsticks in my life. Hmm. It involves a drill, a spinning wheel, and wool. (laughs) (laughs) One of my many hobbies is spinning yarn. I have a spinning wheel that was gifted to me by my great aunt, but unfortunately, the company that made the wheel doesn't sell bobbins that fit that wheel. It was the first model they ever made and was redesigned before they put it into mass production. So I only have one bobbin for the wheel. 
So in order to make a yarn that is more than one ply, I need to remove the yarn from the wheel's bobbin onto another bobbin. Enter chopsticks and a drill. Stick the <laughs> chopstick into the drill, wrap the yarn around the chopstick a couple times, then turn on the drill and wind the yarn onto the chopstick. The chopstick becomes a storage bobbin that can then stick into my shoebox Lazy Kate, a spinning tool that holds bobbins for plying yarn, so I can use my wheel to ply the yarn together. But now I think I'm going to try using chopsticks for food. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. That's so creative. Oh my goodness. That's, that is, right? Yes. Uh, Yes, and Amberly sent pictures of this in action. It's awesome. I love I love all the, the stuff you listeners get up to, all this creative stuff that you do. Yeah, right. Oh goodness. And I'm so um I'm so jealous almost of humans who have the patience for like fabric crafts because yeah. it's it's a lot it's a lot of patience and I I don't know, I've started so many sewing and uh, embroidery projects over the years and just gone like, oh, man, this is going to take work. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't going to be done in like 10 minutes. It just sort of goes in a box. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Me too. It's like like an island of misfit toys, but with sewing projects. (laughs) Uh, Vanna wrote, I had to write in about my traumatic history with serving chopsticks in Japan. I'm from the U.S., so chopsticks are not my normal cutlery method, but I had enough experience with them to be comfortable before the trip. I had been in Japan for about a week. No big issues with eating any meals with chopsticks, except one meal in which my very kind waitress politely asked me, do you know how to eat? To which my response was an emphatic no, and had to do more with me unknowingly ordering a very complex meal and being very surprised when I had not one but five plates placed in front of me. Excuse my side story. Then one day, I ended up at a hotel in uh, Kikatsura uh, with a buffet line and this gorgeous, fresh tuna being carved right there in front of me. The only thing in my way? Extra long chopsticks. It was there with delicious fish in front of me and a line of people behind me that I learned much of my comfort with chopsticks included my accustomed distance between my hands and the tip of the chopsticks. Any longer, and all coordination was gone. Some fish may have ended up awkwardly dropped. What little did end up on my plate was the most delicious tuna I have ever had. I still have regrets about not being prepared to handle these better, so I could have enjoyed more. I relate so hard to this. Oh, (laughs) right? I don't think, I don't think I could do. Uh, At this current juncture, I think I could learn. But if I was faced with these extra long chopsticks. Oh, just in the spur of the moment and you're just going like, oh, no. Yes. (laughs) It's it's like making me panic just thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Man. I Yeah, I had a similar, I've had two similar experiences to this. One I, too, once accidentally ordered way too much food at a Japanese place. And to the point I was, like, panicking and almost asked the waiter, like, please stop bringing food. I don't know what has happened to me. (laughs) I can't handle this anymore. Oh, no. Uh Uh-huh. And then one time when I was in Japan, I think I was in Kyoto. So, like, some of the best ramen I've ever had. But it was in that huge train station there. And I was just trying to get quick ramen like i don't you know really speak that much japanese i was like i don't know i'll go to this vending machine that that will solve everything 
I couldn't figure out the vending machine. Oh. And so this whole oh, line of no. people, like busy, like uh-huh. travelers in the train station are behind yeah. me. And I'm just like... <laughs> Beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it eventually worked and it ended up being some of the best ramen yeah I've ever had. But uh, just that pressure of having a, like oh, the line yeah. of people. Like, okay, okay, no, I'm, gonna, I'm trying you. my best. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I don't even like like making left hand turns in a car for this reason. So like mm-hmm. that, I the pressure yeah. of a vending machine in a busy train station. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I still to this day don't know what I did wrong. I think I did the order of operations wrong. Oh, but okay. Something was amiss. Woo! <laughs> 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 but anyway, thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We are also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.